Do you ever catch yourself wishing you didn't have to stay positive? Or maybe you've been working on keeping a positive mindset for years, but it still feels like a daily battle sometimes. Having a chronic illness means you're being told to stay positive all the time. And let's be honest, it's exhausting. Because pushing ourselves to stay positive is not actually positive. There's a much easier way to get a strong, positive mindset and all of the feel-good perks that come with it without the pressure of looking on the bright side. Check out my free resource, The No BS Guide to a Positive Mindset. In it, I give the straight scoop on strategies that work and common strategies that are a waste of time and energy. Go to andreahansencoaching.com now or use the link in this podcast description and get your free resource, The No BS Guide to a Positive Mindset, today. You are listening to the Health Mindset Podcast, Episode 7. Welcome to the Health Mindset Podcast, where your mindset gets results. You know you want better health. You know you want to take action. Learn how to stop sabotaging your progress so you can achieve the level of health you've always wanted for your life. Now, here's your host, Master Certified Coach and Author, Andrea Hansen. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so glad to have you as always. Today we're talking about something that I help a lot of people with. So I thought I'd bring it to the podcast and talk about it here. And that topic is the work-life balance. I can't tell you how many people chase this dream of having a life where one foot is in your business The other foot is with your family. A lot of my clients that I talk to about this are women. It comes up a lot as women. It can be especially hard because I know we've come a long way, but we're still expected to be that family leader, especially if you have kids. And if we're single, we want to make time to enjoy life and devote time to ourselves and show that we're completely devoted to our careers. But I talk with men about this too. A lot of my male clients have their own businesses and they devote their lives to making money for that family and their family grows up without them. So this issue of imbalance is a big problem, whether you're a woman or a man with everybody in our society. So I'm going to talk about what this whole work-life balance really means and the reasons why you're not getting it and how how to start shifting into it. And at the end of this podcast... I'm going to tell you how to take a survey, if you will, of your own life so you can know exactly what the balance looks like for you. Now, what I'm not going to talk about is making time in your calendar for you. (laughs) It's not not part of the discussion today. As I've said before, to make changes, you need to see things differently than you have before. This is not just about creating a time block on your calendar. You're going to have a different outlook on what balance means by the end of this podcast. And then another look at what balance really means to you is gonna be necessary. So stick around for the, um, for the exercise at the end. So once again, it's confession time here at the Health Mindset Podcast. I love, I love confession time. So my confession is that I have never been accused of being a workaholic, just not. I've always been that working for the weekend kind of girl. But I have had my share of jobs that bled into the nights and bled into the weekends. 
mostly they were the corporate jobs that I had when I was in my 20s and single and expected to work like crazy to prove myself. I'm sure you've had that kind of job too. And it's not such a big deal, or it wasn't such a big deal rather, because my friends were at work and we all worked hard. We all partied hard together, but we all grew up (laughs) as well. And when I opened my own business, I had to reconcile my corporate work ethic with my entrepreneur work ethic. And I had my corporate work ethic, my corporate work ethic down. I learned a lot of great habits there. I think everybody should do some kind of a residency in a corporate job personally before you move on to your own business or nonprofit or something like that. Because in corporate, you learn to make yourself valuable. You learn how to rise above the crowd because quite often there's a big crowd. And you learn how to get things done quickly and how to deal with workplace friction in a constructive way. And I worked mostly in startups. And so I learned how to wear a ton of hats and build amazing things from the ground up. So all of these behaviors really helped me as a business owner. But I'm a business owner with a mostly online business in a home office. So now my entrepreneur style needed development when I made that leap. I had the basic work ethic chops. I was just raised that way. I'm very fortunate in that. But the balance between work and life pops up in really surprising places. And I totally fumbled when it came to working from home. All of a sudden, life really crept into my work day. I had laundry. I would walk past the kitchen and there would be dishes in the sink. I had personal appointments. I had friends that wanted to do lunch because, hey, you're working from home now. Of course you can do lunch, right? I failed miserably at balancing this for the first like year or so. The strange thing about this whole thing is that when you're in a corporate job or you're in an office job, you still have appointments, you still do lunches, but you still get what you need done and somehow it all works. But when you're an entrepreneur, your business means so much more to you right? You're a ton more invested. And sorry if (laughs) any of my previous bosses are listening, but you totally know. I know you understand. And this culture shock is really common. I've talked to a lot of people who quit the corporate and work from home, and it's just the same story. It's not at all easy to structure your day when you're no longer a a part of a big office. So I found myself not only navigating this new business of mine, but also starting a huge work-life balance problem. And you would think that my problem was too much work and not enough life because I was so invested in my own business, but it was actually the other way around for me for a while. This is where my MS comes into play. It doesn't come into play a lot in my life, thankfully, but this is one of the places because one of the benefits of MS is that it made me put myself first. And one of the reasons that my own business sounded so good is that I thought I was, be, I was going to be able to do this. But I was putting my life and myself first so much that I was neglecting my business. And on top of that, for a while, I wanted to keep a part-time side hustle just to, you know, for extra finances because you don't always want to go, you know, completely quit your job and go working from home. I was neglecting the very thing that I really, really wanted to do, which was get my business off the ground. So my balance problem was neglecting what I loved, which was my business. But the good news is that there's a way to balance this. So if you fast forward to now, I'm full-time in my business, still working from home, still working online, but I feel very balanced. 
I'm taking care of myself. I'm taking care of my health, which is still my first priority. And my business is booming. The work-life balance may seem out of reach for you, but do not worry because it's not. You just have to sort out that mind clutter a bit in order to find it for yourself. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Here's the hard truth. How many people define this work-life balance is unobtainable. It's like it's this great pot of gold at the end of the rainbow that if you could just get there, everything would be beautiful, right? It's seen as this perfect balance between getting everything at work done and then being present for your life so you can find a date or spend time with your spouse or be there for your kids game. Sometimes the balance is a 50-50 or sometimes people think it's just equal time or even less time at work, but with the same results, You might have your own definition of what work-life balance is for you, and sometimes it's just having a personal life, period. (laughs) These views of balance are all unobtainable because they're broad. There are these sweeping goals that don't have much detail, and it's easy to assign our future selves to these ideals, right? This natural weight, the working out, the healthy lifestyle, the work-life balance, our future selves are amazing. (laughs) But one of the reasons why those ideals stay in the future is because we don't get specific and we don't make a plan. And we don't make a plan because we're not ready to change what our lives look like yet. And I know you really want a personal life. That's really what you want. But if it's something that you want so badly, why don't you have it yet? Now, there's a lot of reasons that we give for not being at that balance yet. The biggest one that I hear is, I just have to get past blank, and then I can slow down. So there's some rough goal in mind. So I just have to get the business to a certain level of income, or I just have to get a promotion. I just have to save a certain amount of money. In, in people's minds, this has to be obtained before they can exhale and, quote, get more balanced. Usually I hear this from the C-level employees and the business owners. They're very interested in the success of their business and the success of their careers, mostly because it's the business that's the primary source of income for the whole household. But while they're working for the household, they feel as if life is just passing them by. So here's the first myth. You will never reach that goal. I'm not saying you're not going to make the money that you want or get the promotion or hire the support staff. I'm not saying that's not going to happen. It totally could. But I'm saying that your mind is going to keep moving that bar for another goal and another goal. You'll make that money, but an unexpected expense is going to come up along the way and eat more money up than you thought. So your goal is going to be prolonged. You'll get the promotion, but then another milestone will be really, really close. And so you're just going to work until you get maybe that one because it's, it's not that far away. Right, that goal you want to reach before your balance can be established will never fully be realized, ever, because our brains don't work like that. We naturally push the finish line away as we get closer towards it. That's why it's hard to stop when you said you would. It's a totally different landscape when you reach the goal versus when you're setting it to begin with. If you have this goal in your mind, then you're probably thinking that you're going to be different by the time you reach it. And you really mean it, right? You're totally not like those other people. But I'm telling you, balance won't happen if you're waiting for something else to happen first. Having the idea of this future balanced life feels so much better 
than making the changes to get there. I talked about why change is fundamentally against our nature in podcast number four. So go back and listen to it because there's some really interesting stuff about why it is so hard to change. It's not your fault that change is hard, but staying in that safe zone, even when your safe zone looks like killing yourself at work and doing travel and all that crazy stuff, it's not going to help you change. Another reason I hear for why that balances off is, of course, the opposite. Like I talked about in the beginning of the podcast, someone wants more time to focus on their business, but life keeps getting in the way. This happens a lot when somebody has kids, especially new kids, or when someone's been diagnosed with something and they feel like they have to focus on their health for a while. The same thing happens on this side of the coin. The goal of getting through this part of life so you can start living those other parts will never be reached. Here's why that never happens. When we're waiting for our circumstances to be different, bigger bank account, bigger profit margins, different job title, the kids to grow up, whatever it is, we're assuming that we're suddenly going to become a different person when that happens. We're assuming that we're ready to change when our circumstances do, but we almost never are. Here's how you know that it's true. If you're truly ready to change the balance of your life, you would do it. You would do it now. You wouldn't be putting out another reason why you're not. We want to wait behind this idea of big goals because we're afraid. We're afraid that if we make our life more balanced now, that that goal would never happen. The kids would suffer if you went back to work sooner, or the business wouldn't reach that financial goal if you stepped away more, or at least it would take a lot longer to get there. Or we think that your health would suffer if you worked more. But are these things really true? The truth is, when we're focused on something that we love, our brains open up to see more and create more, and they're way more productive. Now, a lot of times when I say this, when I say, why don't you have balance now? I get the answer of, wait, I love my job. I'm so happy there. And I'm say, great. Why do you want balance? Why do you want to change that balance if you love what you're doing? If you love your job, but you feel like you're spending too much time working and having not enough time with the family, then it's time to get honest with yourself about your priorities. When I was longing for this balance in my life and it had more time, for, I wanted to have more time for my business. What I did was I took an honest look at my priorities. Here's what I thought my priorities were. Number one, family, business, number two, and number three, play. Nice and neat. Family was me and and everybody that I loved. It's probably a lot like what your priorities are. But when I stopped and took an honest look, my priorities actually looked like this. Number one was my health. Number two was my family. Number three was my personal time. And then number four was my business. And when I broke it down even further, I realized that my health was things like sleep, working out, meditation, all sorts of appointments from doctors to massages and all that kind of stuff. My family was time with my husband, my parents, my brothers and sisters, phone calls, taking the time to take care of them because I love taking care of my family and my husband feels good. Cooking, shopping, I kind of dig going shopping. Um, And then my personal time, 
which was friends and me time, either alone and reading or traveling, self-care, then everything that came with owning my business. That was number four. Not a lot of time for the number four. Mystery solved. Now I understood why my, my life felt so out of balance. One of the main things, my actual priorities were not what I thought they were. And here's the amazing thing. When I owned my actual priorities and allowed it to be like that for a while, like, okay, I'm just not going to have that much time because of these other things are more important to me. Then I started to get way more done in my business. When I stopped fighting what I had naturally chosen as my priorities, without much effort, I made more time for what I wanted to make time for, which was my business. There's a few reasons why that this all worked for me and will work for anybody. Number one, I gave up the resistance. Resistance to anything is a productivity stopper. You're telling yourself that you want something and that you don't want something at the same time, and that creates conflict. What would you do if you were driving down a road and a constructor, a construction worker held up the stop sign and the slow sign at the same time? What would you do? Chances are you would hesitate. You wouldn't really do anything because you wouldn't be sure. That's what happens when you're resisting what your real priorities are. I stopped resisting the fact that my business wasn't my priority at the moment. Number two is I let myself be where I chose to be without apologies. If I didn't get something done in my business, I didn't beat myself up. I was okay. I had compassion for myself and I understood that my business wasn't my priority at that point, even though I really wanted to do a lot in my business. When somebody is mean to you, think about it. What does that do? It makes you stop. It makes you pay attention. It makes you even consider a little bit if what they're saying is is true or not, right? You're not getting a ton done when you're being mean to yourself. Another productivity stopper. Number three, I understood that the balance will always shift towards what I need. Sometimes the balance has more life. Sometimes the balance has more business, depending on what's going on. And that's totally okay. But you need to let yourself be okay with that. When there's a project in one area, you'll focus more time there. It's not a matter of wanting for something to be over so you can change. It's a matter of truly wanting to focus more time where you're happy. Life is way more flow than it is balance. And creating a flow of your life that you can truly be happy with can be hard. I'm not going to lie to you. Sometimes the balance tips in one direction more than the other. But if you have your true priorities in check and learn to give up the resistance, you're going to find that balance that you crave. Our life circumstances are all unique. If you want individual support with your own work-life balance, I've got your back. Visit the show notes to learn more at www.andreahansencoaching.com slash HMP007. Now, I want you to take a moment and think about what balance means to you. Is it 50-50, 60-40? Which direction is the 60-40? Either way is fine. What do you want more that you feel like you're missing? Get really clear with yourself about what balance means for you. And even do what I did earlier where you take the main categories, break them down. What subcategories are in work and you time and family time. What does that really mean? 
we can get caught up feeling guilty over things we don't even really know much about. It's easy to beat yourself up over having an unbalanced life. Even when it's glaringly obvious that you're completely out of whack, it's really easy to beat yourself up. What does balance look like to you specifically? Getting specific about things helps you step away from it and not beat yourself up so much. After you get specific about what your work-life balance looks to you, I want you to make two lists. One of what you want your priorities to be, and the other one is where your priorities really are. Where do you spend the most time? And then I want you to see how different these two lists are. Remember, we choose our priorities. Nobody else chooses our priorities. Getting your accurate list of your actual priorities is where you must start if you want to start rebalancing your life. And it's okay if that list is drastically different. It's great if you notice that the priorities that you want are not the ones that you have, because that's where this whole thing starts. Hey, will you do me a favor? Rate this podcast. Wherever you tune in, it could be iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, pop over and leave a short review saying how much you love it. I would be so happy if you did that, and it would be the biggest help ever. So pop over, short review. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for more good stuff on how you can stop striving and start achieving your healthy, beautiful life. Until next time, take care.